Okay, Shalom Aleichem, friends. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Gidon Shoshan from Ramat Beit Shemesh. Uh, welcoming, of course, Moreno Rav Asher Weiss from Yerushalayim and many guests who are here from Eretz Yisrael and from really all around the world. Uh, we have about 190 participants today uh, as we invited some people from outside of our regular Olami Daladamas. And of course, so many, many people are eager, are eager to to drink, to hear the words of the Rav and, and benefit from his guidance and his wisdom. Uh, we at Olami are very privileged that Rav Asher Shlita uh, is in regular contact with us and we have the opportunity to be in regular contact with him. Uh, and we even spoke earlier today about some matters of policy and direction for Olami. Um, and it's an ongoing bracha for our organization, an ongoing bracha for the Klal and for so many, many other organizations. Um, and of course, the presence of so many people from around the world, nearly 200 right now, uh, is a testament uh, to the uh, great value, the invaluable, um, the great value that everyone places on the direction and the inspiration and guidance that we all receive uh, from the Rosh Lita. So without any further ado, uh, I'll turn it over to the Rav with great thanks. If anybody has any questions regarding the topic that we're discussing, um, you can feel free to direct message me. And if there's time uh, afterward, I'll I'll address some of the questions to the Rav. Um, but we're not going to open the microphones um, for this session. So we ask that everybody keep it muted. Thank you so, so much. So I had many opportunities in the past to speak to the Rabbonim and the leaders in Olami. But tonight we are meeting in a profoundly sad and tragic time. And from early in the morning to very late at night, I'm just trying to serve Claudia Soil, individuals, communities, Rabonim. Everybody just grappling and trying to cope, to understand, and we're all looking for Chizuk. I think it is since the Holocaust. that our people, Claudia Sol, hasn't experienced such a horrific experience. Approximately a thousand Jews, a thousand, an astonishing number, were just murdered. Murdered in calm blood. Not soldiers killed in combat. Israel has known many wars, but just a thousand people, Anoshim, Noshim, Vitaf, entire families, entire families, husband, wife, children, grandfathers, grandmothers, just murdered. And your heart is just shattered and broken to pieces. We have known nothing like this since the pogroms in Eastern Europe a hundred years ago, and since the Shoya. Barbarians, Goya, 
אז פונים. שלא ייסא פונים לזוקן בנער לא יכון. As the Pussy says, animals, barbarians, killing children, babies, women, the elderly. It is just beyond what your heart could bear. So what is our obligation? What's our challenge? What is the chizik? What is demanded from us? Number one, to feel the pain. To feel the pain. The awareness and realization that we are one people. And that is what is unique about Kralis. We fight amongst themselves, amongst ourselves more than any other people. We are a house divided to my dismay, especially recently in Eretzeson. But when tragedy strikes, and in times of war, call Israel a raven, is it? Jews in America and Australia, from Johannesburg to Copenhagen, from Buenos Aires to Tashkent, wherever Jews are, we stand together and we feel the pain. The Rambam writes in the Shuvah Peregimon, Allah Yudal. When one detaches himself from, from the people, from the nation, from Claudius soil, and the Ramam defines when as a person considered a Purish Madarak If you don't feel the pain, and you don't share the suffering. Let us So Jews, wherever they are in the world over, and in our country, in times of war, when tragedy strikes, we feel each other. And we stand together. So with all the horrific news, trickling in from one moment to another. There are so many inspiring stories, heroic stories. Senior officers in the Israeli army that served 20 years ago, and they are civilians, Zaydis, grandchildren, put out their uniforms, personal firearms, and they went down south to fight. To fight and to try to save him. I apologize for becoming sentimental, but I've been crying all day. Actually, for the past two days. So when people knock on my door, they say, 
soldiers leaving their families, leaving their homes. Some hours ago, young man knocked on my door. His wife is six months pregnant. He belongs to an elite combat unit. Just asking for broch. Hoping that he will live to see his baby to be born. So I gave him a broch from the death of my heart. So people come, young people married and they're worrying for their wives. If Chaz Vesholem, they will be taken into captivity. Now we have approximately 150 people in the hands of Hamas in Gaza. And we just are too scared to imagine how they are being treated, what's happening to them. This is so horrific. So when young people come to ask me, could I write a get out tonight, which is totally unacceptable in Allah? Could I make a shuliach to write a get? If I'm going to be taken into captivity and my whereabouts will be unknown. And this is something I cannot recommend or not even uh, agree to because of many halachic problems and challenges. And the authorities are also adamantly against this idea because it'll devastate the morale of young families. So I just give them brachas. And I say, my bracha, you should come safely home. And then I look up at the heavens. And I say, Rabbani Shalom. I gave your children a bracha. They should come home. I did it for you. So, please, bring them safely home. Neman Kloy Shimchum HaKodem. Shelo Yisrael Shem Shemayim. So, number one, just feel the pain. Because the Kodesh Boch feels our pain. So we are one people, one nation. Kulano b'nei Ishel of Nachman. And this brings me to number two, which is Achtus. There's an amazing Medr Shrava. Bamidbon, Rab Olamites. And Chazal compared two different eras and generations. In the times of David the Melech, Chazal say in Medish, there were Tinakish Tam and there were young people, young scholars that knew how to be Dorish. They were great Lamdani. And they went out to war and they were vanquished. And 
and they went out to wage war and they were victorious. What we learned from this message is in times of war, we need to stand united and only then so in the days of David the Melech, they learned Torah. They were Kedoshim. And they were vanquished because there was machlekes and strife amongst them. There is a lack of our idol worshippers. And why? They were united. So this is also an amazing Jewish phenomenon. As you are all aware, for the past months, Israeli society is being unraveling, being torn by its seams, right and left, these mass demonstrations. Today, it's no right. Everybody's fighting together from secular. We have one enemy. And Halavai, some of the Stachas should stay with us when this terrible war will be over. And that is our challenge. If we understand we are one from and, from, and amongst the from community, we should throw all machlekes aside. Benafshenu, We are all a kodesh We all share the same history and the same destiny, same past, the same future. We are one. And we need to stand united. And it's then that we have Siyat HaDishmai in HaKadosh Bohu will be with us. This is a time in which everyone, and especially those that have children in the army. I spoke with a neighbor some time ago. She has four children and they're all right now at the front. Three sons and one son-in-law. So do you know how parents feel? Could they sleep by night? So most of us don't have kids in the army. Neither do I. My kids are all in Koyo and my grandchildren. But I think it is our responsibility to feel what they feel. And that will bring us to do our utmost in what rests upon us. So it is a time in which we all need chizik in Amuna and betochen. So the Pesach says, Lahagid so Sifra Chassidus explained in the life of every individual and definitely in the life of a nation there are days and there are nights 
There are times in which the sun shines with all its glory. Days which are days of Rachamim. Days which we sit enjoy our families, our children, our yeshivas. And that is Lahagid Baboyker Chazdech. Days in which we sing the praise of the Kaddish Baruch. And in the life of individuals and in the life of Kalad and Soil, there are long, long, dark nights. That is the test of your emunah. The Ramban, the great Ramban, one of the greatest of our Rishayim, writes, and this is such a powerful line, Yesh Dovo, Mach'iv Halivavot, Umad'iv Hamachshavot, quoting the Ramban, which caused many to lose their emunahs. Sadik Varanoi, Rosh When tragedy strikes in such a unbelievable way, such magnitude, when a thousand families are torn asunder in one day, and life will never be the same for these people. And you see the manifestation of Midas Adin. It's a big Nisoyan. Mach'iv halavavais. Mad'iv hamachshavais. And it is in days like these that we need to be mach'azik in a munavavitochen and not only believe but try to feel that a Kodesh Bochu cries along with us. He feels all our pain. Okay. I know. Okay. And he always, and, he, yeah, and, he, and as the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin and Dafmen Vav, Ishoshi Yisor B'Tzar, Shekhin Amayim Eres, Kalani Mereshi, Kalani Mezrei. When we pain, Kodesh Bochu pains. So one might ask, so why doesn't he stop it? We don't know. This is something beyond what a human being could understand. The Gemara Brochus of Zion is Mefarish the Pusik after Chetuweg and after the tragedy and the Megefa. Moshe pleased with the Kodesh Bochu, Hoidiani known as the Rochech. Did a Kodesh Bochu answer Moshe the Bainus prayer? And what did he want to understand? When he says, The Gemara says, Why do terrible things happen to good people? And why is it the destiny of Klai's soil, Kodesh Bokhu's beloved children, so much suffering throughout the ages? And Moshe Rabbein was troubled. 
And it's a machlokas that may have a Yosi with the Rekhodesh Baruch Hu answered. Moshe's prayers. Rabbi Yosi says yes, and Rabbiya says no. So not even Moshe Rabbeinu could understand Xeras Shemayim. But exactly in such times, that is the test of Emunasva Aleinus. I'm a child of survivors. My father and mother were both in Auschwitz. And they both lost most of their families. And one day, the day they arrived, father, mother, grandparents, siblings, brothers and sisters, I'm a Talmud of one of the most greatest and most famous survivors, the Kloisen Babarimi, who lost his wife and one his 11 children and was left alone in the world. And I remember once in a personal conversation I had with a Rebbe, it wasn't in public, he said, Never for one moment did I question the Kaddish Baruch ways. I shuddered when I heard that those words many years ago. I would guess about 40 years. And every time I repeat them, I feel the same. So that is the Madragas of one of the greatest Gedalim of our time. But that's our challenge. When you feel the pain and you talk to the people, it's unbearable. Still, not only believing, but tangibly feeling closeness of a Kurdish prophet. So, when we cry, but his book will cries at all. So why? We don't know. Blessed lover. And then you will understand. And that is what Sefer Eov is all about. Sefer Eov is the ultimate Sefer of tragedy and of suffering. What is the message of Sefer? The Sefer begins with a storm. Terrible storm. His house breaks up. His children are killed. And then his friends come to console him. And a lengthy philosophical discussion develops. Taking up almost the entire Sefer. Many ideas raised and expounded and discussed. And towards the end of the Sefer, another storm starts with a storm and ends with a storm. And then out of the blue, Akadishvoku talks to Eov and he asks some very fundamental questions. Where were you when I created the world? Bino, Alma Adeneya 
ומיהרע אבן פינתה. הניג לו לחוש שערי מוות. משערי צל מוות. So the message of here fundamentally is you're all wrong. You're all wrong. You're not even in the same right track. Don't try to understand which is beyond human understanding. Our challenge is to accept what one cannot understand. And that It's the fundamental challenge of Amunah Bebetohan in times of crisis. So yes, this is a time in which everyone needs to be mischazek in Amunah Bebetohan, not only believe, but to feel because Ishbok was with us in times of tragedy. So let me quote my great Rebbe, the Kloiz of Magarebbe, I heard from him a few times, an idea. So when Eid says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Moshem Echad, you cover your eyes with your hand. And why is that? L'fi pshutam shel devorem shalchan orach. You close your eyes because you want, don't want to be distracted because you need kavana in the first Pesach of creation. But if that is the only reason It would be enough just to close your eyes and not to look right or left. The symbolic act of covering your eyes with your hands means there is more to it. So the great Kleizer Megarevi said, Shemai Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu. Shemavai always is midasarachami, while Elokeinu is midasadim. And in our lives, as I said before, there are mornings, there are nights. Hashem Elokeinu, sometimes we are Zaycha to Midasar Achamein. And in others, Midasar strikes. You cover your eyes and you say, Hashem Echad. We believe it all comes from Racha. We don't see it, regardless of what we see. We cover our eyes. Even when we can't see the light in the darkness, it doesn't matter what we see. We cover our eyes. We believe. And we feel. Shemechot. Who always loves us. And he loves us more in times of stress and tragedy and war. So this is an area of chizuk. Now I want to be somewhat more practical. Tefillah. I don't think we appreciate enough the kayach of tefillah. So the Gemara Brochus above says, Tforam o'imdim beruma shaloylom u'bneyodam ezalzalem behem. The Mashantav says, Why are we mezals of the tefillah? We all were in this situation, and we know sometimes a person davens and davens from the depth of his heart, and his tefillahs go unanswered. 
anybody that had a close family member, and especially a young one, had this feeling, you know. My wife passed away relatively young. She was 60. And I remember how much we davened. I, my children, my Talmidim, and I was not to be, were our Tfilis ignored? No. So the Bhagavad says, Every tefillah goes up to the kiss of Yaakov. No tefillah is ever ignored. No tefillah that comes out of the depth of a Yiddish arts will ever go unanswered. But we may never know how our tefillahs were answered. And what a Kurdish book we did with our friends. But we need to believe they're all under the ruin. Because What is this first person? person supposed to do with the and his fellows will not answer. We all need to daven more and daven better. For Yeshvei Eretz Yisrael. Many of you, I don't know whether most of you are in America. But wherever you are, your life may not be in danger right now. And you should never be in danger. But we all need to die. Okay, I understand. We're going to discuss it to see what the best thing to do. In my shul, since some custodian, after davening, we say three pilkit tehillim. Chof, pei gemon, kufla. Chof and kufla, meda general product in Bishas Tzona. Kuf gemon especially relates to warfare when Kali Yisrael is at war. And we need to daven. And all those young soldiers that came to say, you know, to get a brocha from me, I say, in your personal knapsack, together with your gun and your gear, you should all have a tailor or a sitter. You have five extra moments to take out your tailor. Every pedic, every person can make the difference between life and death. Some months ago, I went to visit a person that was very badly injured in a terror attack in Yerushalayim. He had a tillum in his short pocket on the left side and a piece of shrap. You know what shrap is? Shrapnel. Got stuck in his tail and right across his heart. It penetrated this tail and then it Stopped exactly at the We need to believe in the Koyach of Tefillah. Wherever you are, you need to daven for your brothers and your sisters 
and feel each and every one of your Earth's soul, its family. So Davin and Davin, Kabbalah Satfer, and extra broken of the island. And we need to believe, yes, makes a difference. And a special message to all the B'nai Torah amongst us, Shiva boys, Kodolanais, all those people that have the unbelievable skills of dedicating all your life to learn Torah, or peaceable, your mom, Balayla. And may Gilead of Gimel Chazal tell a story. Yoshua Benun, in the midst of the war, Melchemist Mitzvah Kibbushet Sisrael, goes out by night. In modern slang, we would say, to air out his head. Stress, warfare, bloodshed. And suddenly he sees a general, an officer. And he is puzzled. And he asked the officer, I don't know you. If you would be commander of my army, I would know you. But your uniform is unfamiliar to me. So where do you belong? Are you one of us? Are you an enemy, friend, or foe? And the commander answers, I'm not a mortal. I have a mistake. I'm not a mortal. I'm not a human being. I'm an angel from above. And I was sent to you. And Yeshua asks the Malach, what is it? And the Malach says, Yesterday you were my battle, Kabonis, and today you were my battle, Torah. And Yeshua is taken aback and he says, Al Ezemehen Bosa. Which of the two is my problem? And the Malach says, And I ask a question, you know, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But if I would be the Yeshua, I would tell the Malach, well, maybe you're a great Malach, but I don't know whether you're a great lamb. And a cited that Memdalad, the Gemara says, in times of war, you're put up in Talmud. So what, what is it? And I guess the Malach answered, Yoshua, you don't get it. Open your eyes. Open your eyes and what do you see? If I would be sent by a Kodesh Bochu to reprimand you on Middle Torah, a Kodesh Bochu would dress me up like a Shashiva with a frack and a Hamburg, or maybe with a strimal and a kaput. Look at me. I have a military uniform, full gear. I was sent to demand El Boino Shel Malcham, not El Boino Shel A Jewish army doesn't win wars just by might and force. Doesn't work that way. Hashem Ishmael Now let me make this clear. 
the Israeli army needs to be the best army in the world, best trained, most courageous, most advanced weapons and technologies. And I believe it is, but still, our existence is miraculous. We are Am Hashem. We as B'nai Taira must firmly believe, yes, the Koyach Taira brings victory to our troops, to our amazing, wonderful, soldiers. They need our Taira. And the merit of Taira, they will be victorious. So the Malach tells Yahushua, I wasn't sent to you dressed like dressed up like a Shiva. I was sent to you by a Kodesh from the heavens, dressed as a warrior. And that is your problem. You need more Taira. How does Yeshua respond? The Gemara says in Megillah Gimel. The Pasuk says, Be'yoran b'toichu emek. Malamit shalon v'umko shalalocha. He doesn't set up a chevra steilem. He sets up a koilal erev. And why is that? Here's an amazing ton of the Be'yor Be'erikyud. Pasuk in Shoftim. Magen in Yerae, the Romach, Barbon, Elef, Misoil. Ashre me, she divrei toilem is Hansom and Yodoy. Bakodish Borho Mer, Bishwilho Animatsel is Misoil. Why is that? Do you know what the Magen and the Romach are? The Romach is the sword or the spear. And then again is the shield, which ancient warriors of your the Romach in your right hand and then again in your left. So the Romach is an offensive weapon, and the Magen is a defensive weapon. The Magen and the Romach were transformed a million times in the past two thousand years. But every army in modern days knows that a good army must be good in offense and in defense. So the Megana and the Romach became infantry, special forces, artillery, armor, armor, tanks, missiles, anti-missile missiles, and anti-anti-missile missiles, and saber warfare, cyber warfare. And it all boils down to two fundamentals. Offense and defense. In Malcham Toshel Torah, we have the Magen and the Romach. That's the Maksha and the Tarzan. And that is how we are Machadish Kedusha Torah, my dear friends, you are upon the teachers of Torah. How am I Machadish Kedusha Torah? How is anyone Machadish Kedusha Torah? How does Aloha develop? The great Rishonim have a thousand kashas, and then they come up with two thousand tirutzim, and that is how halacha is born. 
So HaKadosh Boron says, Ashrei mi shedivrei toire meschat shema yodri, v'shvilo yani v'asiris v'shvilo. Magen im yirae v'romach v'arbo amerath v'yisroel. So the kashas and the terusim and v'shmedish, they are our strength and our power. And they give power to the Magen and the Romach on the battlefield. So I think every Ben needs to feel responsibility. Young boys of your age, yeshiva age, risking their lives, fighting a brutal, barbaric enemy. Some of them will never come home. You need to feel this responsibility. Needs to bear, bear down on you. So you need to do your most in the base manage. More smoother. More chedras of the mindset. More you. More cautious and more activities. More magen and more romach. So every boy out there fighting the enemy. We need one in the base of Mendes. And that includes each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. You've been in Yeshiva 20 years ago. You still know how to learn. Having more. Learn more. And if we don't do so, puts a question mark on your amuna. Do you believe that Tefillah has power? Do you believe that Torah has power? If you do, then the other question would be, don't you care? Do you feel the pain? Do you know what it means? To have your children out there in war and you can't sleep by night. So if you believe and you care, then you must do your own the most. So we all need to daven better, learn better, daven more, learn more. Do chesed. Ish et and this war should end quickly and decisively. should know many, many years. Sharon and Shalom. Utsu should be with us and with the army and that's the sword should only know the try to be better and because should give all our enemies an opponent and we should be searching to a Yeshua's Elamin. And we ask for El Senek, and Hero, and Yomenu. Amen. Amen.
Rav, is there a moment to ask a couple of questions? Yes, yes, please. Okay, thank you so much. So a few people reached out, and one of the one of the questions that's repeating itself is, what would the Rav suggest as the most appropriate message to give to our secular students at this time? Students who have not yet necessarily developed a foundation of Amuna or Bitachon, and who may want to, or, or who may even say, you know, engage in conversations about who's to blame or negativity about the government or things like that, what would be the perhaps a, an appropriate approach for, for speaking to our students? And I think the, the most important message for us to convey to the people we engage, we're not yet from, is it a dual message? First of all, a message of caring and compassion. It is a huge inspiration them to see how the Jewish people is one and united. They are very well aware there are from and none from and right and left. Not only in Israel, the Jewish community in America is, is the, a huge divide between right and left and liberals and, 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 and conservatives and you know and they're they also are aware even within the Trump community of you know, different uh, opinions and divides. And I think it's very inspiring to see how Jews will always care for each other in times of stress and tragedy. I think it is unique to our people. You know, when tragedy strikes in an African country, I don't think all the blacks in America will, will, will feel united. Or if there's a terrible earthquake in Italy, I don't think all the Italians will feel that it has anything to do with them. That is unique about our people. And I think it's a very powerful message to convey to the young people that we are engaging. And the second thing is Emily. They're not there yet, but I think it's awesome to see how people that have them in the cope. On one hand, you know, I, I, I said this before, many in our community are so insulated and justifiably so, justifiably so. They're not on social media, they shouldn't be. But one of the results is many in our community really don't understand and don't appreciate what's happening in this country. Many of our youngsters don't know what it means to have your children in the army, in combat, and you just go out of your mind just to worry. So some of you, some of you might be surprised why I'm so sentimental. I don't have kids in the army. You know, I'm one of you. You're one of me. My kids are all learning. But I do feel the pulse of this country. And they all come to me. And in a way, I feel as if they are my children. So, many in our, many in our community don't even know what it is. And don't even know what it 
means to have your children that are more precious to you than anything in danger. One of the stories that came out you know, recently and yesterday was a general in the Israeli army who served active service many, many years ago. And his children pulled him from the south where they're living. And they say there are terrorists outside the door. Um, we're terrified. Put on his uniform from Tel Aviv, drove down in his private car. He could, couldn't, there were roadblocks. Because he was a general serving down south, he knew all the sideways. He passed all the roadblocks. And he's, I would guess, about 65 years old. And with his personal firearm, he put his life in terrible danger and fought house after house. And as a senior commander, some young soldiers stuck together with him. And he killed terrorists and he reached his children's house and physically took them out of the house, put them into his car and drove them to safety. So these are stories that many in our community just won't understand what it means. So on one hand, Borchashem, Borchashem, they're not exposed. And they're learning title. And it's wonderful. And that's the way we want it to be. But the result is they don't really, some of them don't really feel the pain which they should be feeling. And they should understand their achrayas. We don't need to feel guilty about not serving in the army because we firmly believe the Torah saves Klaliso. It is the past of our people, it's the future of our people and what keeps us going. But we do need to feel the pain of others and we need to feel the achrayas it puts upon us to learn more, to happen more and to do the maximum effort on our side for Klaliso in times of war. So I think the message that we need to convey is on one hand, a message of compassion, of that we care for each and every one of them, from or not. We dearly care for each and every one of them. And the other message is of faith, of betoch. How people that believe in a cope with stress, and they also need to feel that we are doing our share in bearing responsibility for clearly saw what's happening in Israel. If we could ask one more very important question, the um, there are a number of people who are asking questions both on this session and have reached out to us already about what they should be advising students. And even for their own children, um, people who have children in Eretz Israel, whether they should bring them back home, people who have students who are considering going to Eretz Israel, whether they should encourage them. We, to don't, we, we, don't, we don't really know what to expect. We don't know where this is going. 
So this afternoon, the Pikuda Orof, which is the home front, said that everybody should have water for 72 hours and dry foods, which caused somewhat of a panic in the country. But then they corrected that, uh, that and they said that it's only the people living in the north. After Israel was so terribly and tragically surprised by this horrific Hamas attack, I think now they're just so careful. And I think the leadership of this country is concerned maybe Iran might become involved directly. Because the Iranians built Hamas. They're, they're the baby of the Iranian regime. And Aza is being pounded now. And a great part of Gaza will be reduced to rubble. And it'll be very hard for the Iranians to see that and not come to the rescue. So I think the government is concerned, the army is concerned of direct Iranian involvement. So I think Yerushalayim is safe. I... All my children and grandchildren live in Yerushalayim. Kodesh Bokhu should watch over all of us. I don't feel, you know, insecure in Yerushalayim. But if parents are concerned, I think they're entitled to take their children home. And I will never give an answer, yes or no. That is for every parent to decide. I'm not one of those that one of them will take responsibility and say, you know, keep Shabbos and you're going to be okay. I do feel that Yerushalayim is safe. My children all live here. I live here. We daven, we learn. Uh, but if parents are worried and they want to take their children home, I will, I will support them. You could take your children home because we don't really know what to expect in the coming week or weeks and we don't know what to expect. I, I hope this will be over fast and decisive, but nobody knows. Nobody knows where this is going. And therefore, it is for parents and their children to decide. And whatever they decide, from my point of view, would be a legitimate decision. And the Kurdish movers just look, look after all of them. Okay. Thank you, Rav. It was a schuss to be with you, and I hope, I hope, the name of Nilsa, the Neskabla, and if I said anything that was any level of chizik to all of you, we should only share the Sardis, the Karif, and everybody should come safely home. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Amen. Brachovat's uh, Lachat, everybody, and only Besaras Tovas.